0: Hi, everybody. This is Tyla. It is 9 15, 9 15 p.m. on Monday night. Um, I don't know the date. <laughs> We're in March. It's like the 26th. I do know the date. It's the 26th of March. And I'm here to offer you a little bit of an introduction to season two of A Year Ago Today, which the first episode is coming out on Thursday, which is two days from now. (laughs) I have been intending to start this podcast recording for about an hour and 15 minutes. You know... (laughs) I've been working up to it because it feels very vulnerable for me to be here alone (laughs) without Sally, my incredible co-host. Have I properly welcomed you guys? I'm not sure that I have. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Whether you are someone who has listened to a year ago today from the very beginning, or if you are someone who is joining us right now because you've been listening to me (laughs) talk about this when I've seen you in my real life, or if you're coming to this after the fact because you listened to an episode and you were interested in finding out about what was going on with a little bit more detail, or... If I allow myself to super project, if someone's coming to this a long time from now, (laughs) maybe they'll be like, oh, this explains so much because that's how I feel about a year ago today as I currently understand it is it is something that has enabled me to really integrate a lot of my life. And since (laughs) a year ago today, it came roaring back to life, which I think was only two weeks ago. It feels like it, it feels like two months ago when this energy kind of had a renaissance. What am I wanting to say? I'm wanting to say that in this moment, I'm freaking out in my head because I feel unprepared. (laughs) And I also know that despite all of my best efforts at quote-unquote preparation today, (laughs) I don't have a script, you know? And that's really what this is all about. This is all about... vulnerability, and authenticity inside one's experience. That's what the conversations we have around significant anniversaries in people's lives are about. For anyone who's new, who hasn't listened to the older episodes of a year ago today, I'll share with you that The general format, you know, is we have somebody on and we interview them about what was going on in their life a year ago today, we being me and Sally Mercedes, who is a phenomenal presence in this world and one of my very, 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 very best friends. (laughs) Uh, And now I'm back at this emotional place when I'm thinking about Sally and I'm like, what was I trying to say? That's okay, because the point is (laughs) I don't really know what we're all doing here. I know that in the last two weeks, the energy of a year ago today has completely revolutionized the way I'm living my life. Well. I mean, and here's the thing, you could say it was in the last two weeks or you could say it was in the last two years or you could say it was in the last four years because what's going on now feels like the integration of so much of my experience that every time I started thinking today about (laughs) how to tell you what I want you to know, I was getting different information about how to best do that. First of all, it was like, tell them what you think this is going to turn into and how you think this is going to support you financially in your life and invite them into that right now because we live in this world where there's so much pressure to make money (laughs) and to have money. And it's great to have money. However, I have really... Been going through a process of untangling my relationship with money. And to do that, I've had to step away from a lot of the forms of support that most people rely on to get them (laughs) from point A to point B in their lives, like having a job. Ugh. And now I feel myself about to spin out into this conversation. And it's because I can feel myself about to go to a place where I'm not ready to go yet. There are things that I don't feel clear enough yet to share around, even though I really want to, such as like, what exactly we're doing here, and how I got here, (laughs) and what I think this is all going to turn into. Uh, I could dive into any one of those topics and go and go and go and go. (laughs) And then there would be a lot of people at the end still going, I have no idea what she is talking about. And that's okay. So I did make some notes. I'm going to drink my green juice. Okay, I'm going to go through my notes with you, and we're going to see how that goes. Hi, welcome. <laughs> we covered that part. Okay, who I am. I'm Tyla Fowler. I'm one half of the team that co-created this podcast. I guess I'm one third of that team, if you want to count me, Sally, and God equally. Um, One third of the team that created this podcast Like, I should also probably thank Gabrielle Hamilton for creating this podcast. So I'm one-fourth of the team (laughs) that created this podcast that you are currently listening to a year ago today. I've explained to you how the format used to be, an interview-style show. We talked to guests about their lives, and the conversation would always go interesting places. You know, it's never a totally linear conversation. And then it says here, address the absence of Sally. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. I mean, I don't know that I really need to address it. If you are someone who's been listening for a long time, you can feel it. Sally. Mmm. Sally. Frowns me and motivates me (laughs) and helps me stay on track. (laughs) And... Oof! I'll tell you what I want to say. I hesitated around saying it. She's also ahead of me, <laughs> in a lot of ways, in my opinion, on her spiritual path. And I don't feel, uh, I don't feel bad about that in any way. It's just that sometimes in the past I've tried to do things for her that she doesn't need me to do for her like, hold space for her in conversation. And in doing that, it's affected my ability to be present. As I'm saying this, I'm wondering if it's going to come across as negative. It's not negative, it's just fact. We've made a shift going forward I will be hosting a year ago today on my own. And Sally Mercedes is producing the show (laughs) um, and holding my hand through the process of stepping into much greater visibility in my life. And I have a lot of feelings around that, you know, it's all great. I'll share with you that. Okay. i stay, stick to your notes, Tyler. <laughs> Focus. Share how this season came to be. Then I have the question here, how far back to start? <laughs> if you really want to know where all this started, I would invite you to go listen to episode one of this podcast. And the two little, like, about me episodes that Sally and I created in the very, very beginning. They're on our podcast feed. Just scroll all the way back. If you really want to (laughs) know, like, how this all began, go there. If you want to know how this began in a more intimate sense, I'm going to tell you. I had a conversation. (laughs) This is what happens to me when I start to tell a story story is so slippery <laughs> I I'm like did I go am I starting far enough back and like wait but it really begins earlier than that um, I cannot believe that I'm gonna release this recording to you tomorrow <laughs> like Tyler you are all over the place It's okay. The next thing written in my notes is aligned shift. Ease of moving into space, what shifted the host and the frame. So, Sally and I went on a break from creating the podcast last June. And it was interesting because we had this huge, like, burst of creative energy inside the container of the podcast. And all this incredible inspiration came through. And we had huge plans and we, you know, we even added another person to our team. And then it's like once we got ready to go, (laughs) the energy just kind of deflated. That's one way to describe it. Another way to describe it would be I got pulled away. I channeled another really big creation last summer. And it took up all of my energy pretty much from the time I, (laughs) pretty much from the time I stepped away from this podcast until, I mean, until now, until the end of the year. And there are still a few hanging threads with that experience that I am intending to get to. However... I had let go of enough of that experience that I had room for this experience of a year ago today to come rushing back in, which is what has happened. You know, as we were planning to go back into production, we had continued to put anniversaries on the calendar so we could be like, oh, reach out and contact this person um, when this alert comes up to have them come on the show and talk about it. You know, it's like an advanced commitment, kind of, that we'd made with somebody. And so I would get those alerts on my phone occasionally. However, none of them were guests that I had booked or talked to. They were all people Sally had booked or talked to. So I wasn't hooked into the stories. There wasn't anything to, like, really pull me back into the energy. I didn't have a strong desire to be back in this at least I didn't think I did. I had been toying with the idea of having a podcast of my own that I would host. And I had been really thinking about that for quite a while and been open to the right form coming in. And it never really did. You know, I was like, it needs something to hold it together. And it didn't really occur to me That a year ago today might want to shift in that direction. So I was really. (laughs) Not seeing what was right in front of me. (laughs) That's what I was really doing. And then. I got an alert on my phone. From my calendar. And. The name on the alert was Rachel Lynn. Rachel Lynn is a dear friend of mine. Uh, she's part of the thing that I spent so much, <laughs> invested so much energy in creating last year, and you know I really had the honor of witnessing her in her life, and I think that she would say <laughs> the same about me, and. All of that really started, like our deeper connection really started when we were talking at the bar one night that everybody goes to after shows at the Flea Theater, which is where Rachel and my boyfriend, Matt Stango, are both actors. Um, Well, Rachel's not there anymore. <laughs> oh, she's moved on. Good for her. And it's always sad, too. Anyway. We were at the bar and I was maybe telling her about the podcast. And I don't know. I don't know how we got into it or how it came up. But she shared with me that, oh, that's so interesting. Maybe she was just sharing with me her experience. Uh huh. I think that's what happened. She was just sharing with me her experience and I was so moved by it that I was like, oh my God, you have to come talk to me on the anniversary of this occasion, the occasion being that she met her estranged father for the first time. And so when she and I spoke about this, she was only like a month or two out from having had that experience, I think. And so we were putting this on the calendar for like 10 months in advance, you know? And thank God we did. I I received that alert and... I went, oh, it's time. It's time to start. I'm having a hesitation right now. I'm like, am I going into too much story? However, it does feel like it wants to be shared. Okay, it's only been 18 minutes. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. So I wanted to schedule the interview with Rachel. And Rachel and I were being able or were able to align our schedules pretty easily. However, Sally's schedule wasn't lining up. In sharing that with me, Sally also offered that she was aligned to do this episode if it lined up, but that she wasn't sure that going forward, she felt like she wanted to continue to co-host the show. And in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, that is, I had been coming to her to ask her, if we couldn't get the schedules to line up, if she would mind if I recorded just this one (laughs) without her. And here she is saying, you know, I'm not sure that this is the way I want to participate in this anymore. Um, you know, and what a gift to have somebody in my life like Sally, who is honest about like, yeah, this feels good for this instance. However, it may not feel good going forward. You know, because her knowing how she feels about participating in something, ugh, what does it do? She takes care of herself. And inside of a friendship, when you know you have a friend that will always take care of themselves and you can trust them to do that, It opens up a lot of space. Like it's opened up space in this podcast. For me to expand and me to step into what I want, which is to be an intimate conversation with myself and with others. Okay, so I've addressed Sally's absence. I've kind of shared how the season came to be. I've talked about the aligned shift and the ease of moving into space. What shifted is the host and the frame. Okay, the frame. Previously, a year ago today, was pretty strict in its interpretation. It was like, we talk about the one year anniversary of things. And I think one time we did something that was five, and it was more years back and it was a very significant episode. It was about a death, and that that episode was really powerful. (laughs) Because that, what just happened to me, feeling into that energy of the not-so-recent past, and like, oof, that brought up so much feeling for me because time is this like portal that we can use, I believe. <laughs> okay. So here's where, here's where I make it a little weird. I believe that time's kind of not real. Time's not real. <laughs> like don't hedge your words, Tyler, just say it. Time's not real. It's a construct and That doesn't mean that time doesn't pass. I guess, I mean, language, you know, sometimes these things are challenging to communicate around, but it's a creative challenge, so that's okay. That's what we're here to do. How we experience the passage of time really dictates the way we experience our lives. And time is really just a tool. It's a unit of measurement and it can also be used to mark important events. And so in that way, well, also I believe there is, (laughs) you know, that we exist in one reality, <laughs> and that there are infinite realities all around us, a field of infinite potential, you know? Oh boy, here we go. See, this now I'm getting into things that I don't feel quite ready to talk about yet, because I'm still getting really clear on what I believe and what it means to me. Essentially, what it comes down to is I believe time is an incredibly powerful tool and can be used as a portal for growth. When we access time that holds charged energy in order to even subtly reimagine our own experience. Oof, I have never said that string of words before. <laughs> it was not a bad string of words. So, what does that mean for the show? Gosh, if anybody, I'm like, if anybody is still listening after this initial thing, I'm going to be amazed. But they will, because I have good guests coming on. Hopefully. Okay. So that means that it's not just a year ago today. I mean, it is, but a year ago today doesn't necessarily mean one year ago today. It could mean two years ago today. It could mean three years ago uh, t- years ago today, 20 years ago today. <sighs> It could also mean like almost a year ago today, give or take a day or two, because scheduling is challenging in the real world. You know, time is malleable. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So that's how the frame is shifted. Look, I'm getting through the notes. Okay, so the host in the frame shifted. This is like two weeks ago and I scheduled my time to record with Rachel and I did that. And then the next thing I knew, I had like 14 episodes. I mean, maybe not that many, 12 episodes planned and scheduled on my calendar for recording all within the next two week period. It was like I became this magnet for attracting to me exactly what I needed, which was people <laughs> to talk to me about things that were going on in their lives in the past around this time of year that were significant. And in the past, we weren't always able to easily magnetize guests in a way that enabled us to do production with ease. You know, we would go through periods of magnetizing guests and then periods of having a little bit of a dry spell. However, I've never felt energy line up like this as it did in my life. And The last two weeks have been this incredible experience of riding this wave of co-creation. And that (laughs) is really, really something that, what is it, it's something that is really intimate Because it's about one's experience with the divine. It's about one's experience with the creative energy that is being channeled in any moment. It's very intimate. And I guess that, you know, is how the frame has really shifted around the show. Is What I've come to is that what really holds this thing together is that intimacy is what makes something sacred. And I might be repeating myself by saying that and that's okay because it's really, (laughs) it's so important. I, I knew that like a year ago I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, intimacy is what makes something sacred. And then I kind of forgot. And the other day I was looking at the way this season is coming together and I was feeling into how these conversations have been, how different they've been than, than they were in the old format. And how each conversation has had a really different tone. Like, (laughs) my experience in recording this season so far has been kind of all over the place, and that's been really a challenging wave to ride, you know, because I think there's supposed to be this coherent narrative that I can present to the world in this neat package when, in reality, I'm creating this thing as I go. You know, I just started taking improv classes not, not that long ago, and one of the things somebody said about improv In Mike Birbiglia's movie, uh, the name of which (laughs) often eludes me. What's it called? I don't know. Somebody says, watching people do improv is like watching people build a plane as they're flying through the air. And it's like magic. And it teaches you a lot about human nature when you get to watch somebody do that. So not only am I seeking more intimacy in the A Year Ago Today conversations, I'm also opening my own experience up in a much more intimate way, as you can tell 28 minutes into this recording of Season 2, A Prelude. (laughs) Ah. So I've been recording episodes like crazy, and what I have not really experienced so vividly before in terms of creating something is how the form of what I'm creating right now is shifting (laughs) just about as fast as I can, (laughs) as I can ground the ideas, they shift. And so I know that it's a podcast. I know that we have a year ago today conversations. I know we have Monday night little fireside chats, which I'm calling Monday Night Raw. This one's called Season 2 Prelude. However, going forward, they'll be called Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Unless, if there, if somebody thinks that I'm going to have a legal problem with that, can you please let me know? <sighs> that is not what I want to call in. However, the name does feel really aligned. And then the third component... That I'm creating, co-creating, is something that right now I'm calling A-Y-T-A-F, <laughs> as in A-Y-A-T, as fuck. Um, but as fuck also stands for Alex Francis. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna appreciate me associating. I think he will. Cause I think he's cool as fuck. Alex is the sound editor, my sound editor, our sound editor, and a dear friend. And he has agreed to support me in creating some really interesting content. After each episode, he and I are going to talk about what comes up for him as he's listening. And the reason that's so cool is because it's going to have this effect of bringing a consistent masculine presence into my field to support me in fully integrating my experience and also to support Alex in integrating his experience and to support everyone who listens in integrating their experience. Now, this is like something that goes really deep. It's about learning to be in conversation with one another, learning to honor each individual's (laughs) I'm like, he's going to listen to this maybe and get freaked out because I definitely haven't said any of these words to him yet. Because I'm channeling this stuff as I go, you guys. <laughs> ah. I guess the important thing about the conversation with Alex is, in the last nine months, I have been learning a lot in relationship with men, with specifically my partner, Matthew Sango, love of my life. And with my close friend, Adam Pierce, who you're going to meet in episode two, maybe if he approves it to be aired. <laughs> oh boy. See, <laughs> it's like I have this whole production planned out and I've got everything on my calendar and it's highlighted and I've not been this organized at any point in the last three years, the three and a half years since I left my full-time job. <laughs> and it's like it could all come crumbling down in any minute that's how it feels because it's it's still rickety it's still being built and all this is to say that despite the fact that in my life in general I feel far from being ready for public consumption (laughs) I am being called to show up here, in this space, the way I am doing right now, which is doing it as I feel called. There's a lot more I wanted to share with you around what I sense this podcast is turning into. However, now that we're here together, it doesn't really feel so important. I trust that if you're resonating, you're going to tune in (laughs) and I mean, hopefully I would love to like be on a journey with you. As you listen to this unfold, I would love to hear what's activated for you as you listen to me be unprepared and raw and vulnerable and honest about my own experience (laughs) because what I am envisioning is that I am going to be creating these things every Monday night. And in those things, I'm going to tell you about my experience of creating the episodes and of releasing them into the world. And the thing about that is that the way I've magnetized the people to me to create this season, it's really like a work of art. I didn't realize it as the episodes were coming in, but everything from the people who have shown up to the order in which these things have been recorded uh, is so deeply tied into the journey that I've been on in the last year. And I didn't realize that, (laughs) you know, I didn't realize that until I was in it as I was creating this thing. And so I haven't yet had time to fully process the magic that has been alive in my life since a year ago today came roaring back to life a couple weeks ago. And I do mean roaring. (laughs) It is my intention. That in following my guidance, no, I know that in following my guidance to show up before I feel ready inside this endeavor and to invite people into what I'm building before I can talk with total clarity about what it is, <laughs> that in doing that, I am fully supported and that in doing that, I am also supporting everybody who hears this, whether it's by triggering you or activating something for you or inspiring you, there is going to be something in my processing of my experience, most likely that you will either identify with in some way or reject in some way. And either one of those things can tell you a whole lot about yourself. And ultimately, the thing that I'm building is a system through which (laughs) I can use this podcast as a vehicle to really facilitate with a lot of ease and grace and efficiency and power growth for the people who want to learn from me. The tenet, the oof. I'm stumbling over that word because it feels my imposter syndrome. That's what just came in. I was going to say the people who want to learn about the techniques I use to move through the world. Again, that's not a phrase I've used before. However, I realized that that's really, that's really all I've got. (laughs) It's kind of like a technique for like, oh, I don't know. Well, when this happens, I take three deep breaths and, you know, then I like (laughs) have some holy water. You know, I don't know. Um, That's not really what it is. It's really like, what are the disciplines that one employs systematically in one life? What is the orientation, the viewpoint from which one chooses to see the world? That is, that's technique. And that's something that I've really been developing in my life is a technique for moving through the world in a way where I get to have these experiences like I have had in the past 2 weeks of attracting to me absolutely everything that I need and feeling like <laughs> Well, you're creating this right now, Tyla, Megan Fowler, whether you want to or not, because this is what you're being handed and this is what is moving through you. So you better move through all of your own feelings around it and show up for this. Because when an expression starts to move through you, you honor it. If you want to receive abundance from God, you know, and I mean, you can feel the strength that came through in my voice right there. And I'll tell you that strength scares me a little. I don't want to get preachy because I am really, really, really learning every day and honing my technique every day and being humbled pretty much every day by all that I don't know still, (laughs) you know? And I'm also, Being gifted with a lot of support and a lot of synchronicity and a lot of inspiration and I want to teach people (laughs) how to do what I'm doing, not in terms of creating a podcast and burying your soul, but in terms of figuring out an effective strategy for moving through the world (laughs) in a way that feels a lot easier than the way most of us have been choosing to do it, you know? Before I lost my job three years ago, I was moving, li- moving through life like a zombie. And I knew, I just felt like something was missing. I felt like I was missing my own life too. It was like I was, I had this beautiful life. I had a job I liked. I had a great boyfriend. I had a steady income. I had great friends. And I would find myself hanging out with people that I loved at something, some event that I had been looking forward to for months or weeks or days or whatever it was but then when I was at the event, I couldn't be present. I was constantly then thinking about the next thing on my to-do list or the next event or the next, you know, whatever. It was just this like constant inability to be in the present. Because I was so unhappy, I was crawling out of my own skin and I didn't even know it. <laughs> you know, it took me getting fired and... It fired is maybe not the correct word for the transition that occurred. However, I think at the core, that's what it was. It had a gentler facilitation than that, a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's part of what we're doing here. And that is going to continue to evolve. I am, over the course of the next few weeks, going to be putting a structure in place that will support me in calling in more support from the people who are interested in learning about who I am and what I do and how I do it, (laughs) which is really just living life. The other day, my good friend Sarah told me that I was such an expert at being human and I was like, well, you know what? If I'm going to be an expert in one thing, that is the thing I'd like to be expert in. (sighs) All right. 41 minutes. I told myself this was going to be 45. So I have given you a lot of information I'm going to leave you with one thing. I drew a card from an Oracle deck that I own that is very special to me. It was gifted to me by my friend Meredith McElroy. And I want to tell you that a year ago today, well, tomorrow, a year ago tomorrow, I experienced a self-initiation in ceremony that was all about life and death, and I'm going to talk a lot more about that in my upcoming episode with Caitlin Edgar, which I am recording tomorrow on the actual anniversary of the event. So if you're like, what the heck is she talking about? (laughs) Keep an eye out for that episode. Anyway, I drew this card right before the show. And it's the first card in the deck. And the card is called Beyond Death Life. The other interesting thing about this being the card that showed up tonight is that The first episode with Rachel Lynn comes out on Thursday, two days from now, and it is about her relationship with her father, and that episode is coming out on the fourth anniversary of my father's death, and I'm not going to go into that now. I'll go into that on next Monday Night Raw, (laughs) probably. It feels good to let that episode stand on its own. However, what I will share with you is the poem, the roomy poem associated with this card, and then I'm going to read the first paragraph of what's in the book. There's, like, a lot more in the book, and if you want to read the rest of it, you can just, um, if you know me in real life, send me a text message and tell me, and if you want to know me in real life, send me an email and tell me, uh, tyla at tylafowler.com is my email. I'm open to receiving any other comments there as well, especially comments like, oh my God, Tyla, you showing up is such a mess. It's so inspiring to me. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) Or, you know, I'm also open, I'm open to receiving whatever you feel called to share. And right now I would really, really appreciate any, any words that feel loving and supportive. Because I'll tell you, <laughs> creating something and putting it out into the public and creating it still as you go is, oof, really, really Really, (laughs) something that requires a lot of moral support. (sighs) The name of the card is Beyond Death, Life. The Rumi poem is as follows. Footprints lead to the shore of the sea. Beyond that point, no trace remains. Now I'm going to read the first paragraph from the guidebook, and I feel really vulnerable reading this because it's about spirituality and, you know, these aren't my words and I don't know yet what it says. We're going to find out together. I am feeling called to share. So I hope that you'll receive this with grace and that if you don't identify with the language here, you will insert the language that resonates for you and that you will receive this message as I am. I am calling to you. Can you hear me? Listen, within your heart, there I speak, my voice rings true. You are urged beyond what has been, the time has come, lay it to rest now. This ending comes as grace to free you from all that you have known, for what you have known is now too small for your soul. Bear your uncertainty with equanimity. I am certain enough for both of us. Allow me to show you the light that you are, that burns within you, blazing angel of heavenly purity. I will unveil you to yourself, undressing your ego, (laughs) casting aside its layers, as tender as a lover, with unwavering attention upon the sacred body of light. You shall know yourself in truth, as pure, beyond all experience, untainted, ever innocent, as a pure vessel, stripped bare, ready for the divine revelation, as light, as life, as love. Well, that was pretty perfect. If you don't believe in God, (laughs) then you should live in my life for like a day or two. All right. Thank you for being here. It's been 48 minutes right now. I think that's pretty good. I don't know if I covered everything and it really doesn't matter because it's only going to get clearer as we move forward. I love you. Thank you for listening.